It is time for another edition of the Two Bums and a Mic Sports Podcast. And as always, you can listen to us on Spotify, Spotify for Podcasters, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere that you get your podcast. You can follow us on our socials on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Two Bums and a Mic. I am Mike Marzen, and as always, I am joined by my lifelong friend, Christian Landreth. Oh, God, this is going to be a fun one today. <laughs> Christian, how are you doing today? Suffering in silence. <laughs> you know, before we go, before we get into anything, I just realized like it's it's actually not called Twitter anymore. You know, it's like I don't know what Elon Musk, me and Dean touched on it last episode. But like, it's not Twitter anymore. I'm so used to saying you know Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, but like it's not Twitter anymore. Do I still call it Twitter, or do I say like Instagram, Facebook, and X? You know, ah. Uh... I think if you still if you said if you say Twitter, people will still know what it is. So I don't think it really makes that big of a difference, to be honest with you. I don't think it does either. It, but it's just like, what on God's green earth is Elon Musk doing? He just bought it because he could, and now he's just you know playing around with it. I, just, I just just to mess with people of one of the most I guess foundational uh social media most well-known social media platforms twitter that's been around for god what 15 years something like that and it's like i'm just gonna i'm gonna rebrand it what's it called x because yeah. that because that makes sense but i don't know i just thought of that so actually getting into what we're gonna talk about today today is going to be oh my god today's gonna be a doozy to say the least um God, where do I even where do we even begin with this? Essentially, over this last weekend, uh, the White Sox were in Cleveland to face the Cleveland Guardians for a three-game series, which they actually took two out of three from. But at this point in the season, it doesn't matter. There were like 23 games under 500, the White Sox, and they traded away a good significant part of their pitching, the trade deadline, and a lot of the big guys are gone. Um, and it's just like the this team is just falling out of the sky and now now it's become a national i want to say issue but now it's become a national topic for in the sports world you're talking about espn you're talking about fox you're talking about abc you're talking about um mlb network you're talking about every single possible youtube baseball channel any sort of baseball uh media social media account of any guy everybody's talking about this right now of how just dysfunctional and how embarrassingly pathetic the White Sox now have become over this last weekend and I'm gonna set set the scene up for everybody of like if you don't know what's going on here's the whole, I'm gonna try to make it a quick but I'm gonna try to give every single detail that I can over this last weekend as I mentioned before the White Sox were in Cleveland to face the Cleveland Guardians on Friday night there was a tad altercation during the middle of the game where I believe it was uh, Andres Jimenez had a double into the gap. He was a uh, he was running into second base. He dove into it, and Tim Anderson, the shortstop, tagged him to try to get him out, but tagged him pretty hard, at least to Jimenez's liking. And that Ramirez. started right. Was it Ramirez? Okay, my my. No, uh, the day before. Jay oh, Ram was, the day before. Yeah, that's the uh, um, Jimenez, the day before. So he got tagged pretty hard. He was safe, but he was tagged pretty hard, and he didn't like it. But And that started kind of the chirping from Tim Anderson pretty much throughout the rest of the game and into Saturday. And Cleveland's now, you know, just not taking his BS anymore. They, they don't like his chirping. And these last few days, there has been a lot of players coming out and talking about Tim Anderson, of how he's been chirping a lot this whole season. And he's kind of playing a little bit of Bush League, which, you know, anything about Bush League is essentially everything that you could possibly do to be an absolute D-bag playing baseball. So he, apparently players have been saying that and tensions were getting high between the White Sox and Cleveland over the weekend from Friday into Saturday. And then Saturday, this is where everything popped off. Saturday, the same kind of same play happened, but with Jose Ramirez, one of the best players in the American League, if not the league. 
hit a double into the right field gap and he legged it out and had for a slide in the second base and once again Tim Anderson at least to Jose Ramirez's liking tagged him pretty hard kind of shoved him off and that right there kind of set off Jose Ramirez he was not taking Tim Anderson's crap anymore because as well as I didn't mention the day four with that tag Tim Anderson tried to he did he essentially shoved off Jimenez's hand from second base to call him out they reviewed it and they still called him safe oh still called him out excuse me and so now there's those tensions really high from Cleveland and that goes into Jose Ramirez now Jose Ramirez essentially points at TA to Madison to tell him hey dude you need to knock the F off and you need to relax a little bit Tim Madison essentially responded with F off and dropped his glove and it was it was like a hockey match a hockey fight they literally just dropped gloves went into straight boxing stances and just started throwing haymakers like this is not just like pushing each other like they were trying to knock each other out haymaker after haymaker and Jose Ramirez gets Tim Anderson clean right on the jaw down goes Anderson knocked out a, a, not really knocked out it was a TKO he got he got knocked on his ass though that's for sure and this whole thing has just boiled over over to today and before we get on to what else has happened to really put the icing on the cake um hearing all of this Christian it's like like this is this is like this is just an absolute low for the White Sox over these last like decade I would say like this is just pathetic at this point for all of this to be happening yeah I mean it's just it's just painful it's it's embarrassing it's oh it 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 really has sucked the the life you know the baseball life out of me um (laughs) this year uh like i i haven't watched a game probably in in two three months so i mean and you know i'm pretty busy anyway but you know usually i would still try to you know catch catch a game here and there but now it's, it's it's just it's three hours of wasted time so i just you know, I purely I just doing something productive. I purely have it on just, just for to see how bad it gets. Not necessarily, just to have, just like I love watching baseball. I will never get tired of watching baseball. It's my favorite sport of all time. I could, I could watch any team at any point because I love this game too much. So I, I but at this point, I'm with you. Like it, it's kind of pointless to watch because they're really bad. As we mentioned, they're 23 games under 500 as we go into today, and it's like they're out of the race there's no point in that but I do very much love just watching baseball so essentially I have it on as background noise at this point just to watch baseball but going back to Tim Anderson if you Christian you and I played baseball for many years together through Little League up until high school yeah and there's you playing with me for a lot, you know if there's one thing that I despise in baseball, it is the quote unquote Bush League players. Um just guys that just are chirping, that are D bags, that are taking the fun and and just real essence, pure joy of the game out of it because they're trying to make it all about themselves and it's hard to explain what Bush League is unless you've played baseball. I'm trying to describe it the best I can. If you've got a better explanation for it, like, go on. But, like, it's hard to kind of explain what Bush is. It's kind of you're, you're breaking all the unwritten rules and being a D-bag about it. That's kind of what being, playing Bush League is. And it's one thing that I have absolutely zero tolerance in. I don't care who you are. You're playing Bush League. You have lost respect from me because I hate it. Very, 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 very much so. Now, from what I what, when we mentioned before about Tim Anderson, a lot of players have come out and said that he's been chirping. He's been kind of being that Bush League player this year. Now, I don't know how all true that all is. 
obviously we're not on the field we're not there seeing everything we're not in that fraternity of professional baseball players so all that can be taken with a grain of salt but at the same time evidence on the wall that 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 has been going on with tim anderson what are your rebuttals i mean it's hard for me to say because i'm not in the room and you know i don't know what's really going on we we just hear what you know comes out in the media and through reports so i uh, i mean who knows i mean tim uh you know ever since he came into the league was you know has always been outspoken and you know wanted you know to you know help change the game he kind of coined that term um and just you know being flashy and you know let the kids play and you know bat flips and you know you know if you don't want us to bat flip you know don't give up home run kind of a thing and uh i he you know he he's just like that that's who he is he likes to talk he likes to you know talk you know talk trash and you know chirp and stuff and uh uh you know some people understandably can you know won't like that and don't like that and uh uh somebody finally said he was going to take one for the proverbial league and uh decided to take it upon himself to let Tim know that you know how he felt about him and then the whole thing happened so because there is a very much difference of letting the kids play and bat flips and you know yourself off in a good way in that sense and there's a difference between that and playing bush league there there is a very much difference in that and again we're not down there we can't hear or know exactly verbatim what's going on down there but from what guys are saying is that they're tired of TA's crap of chirping and kind of talking down on them and being very arrogant there's a difference between you know being confident and being arrogant and cocky you know and it sounds like that kind of being cocky and arrogant now again i don't know how much all that is true that's just what i'm hearing so going into and jose ramirez altercation what a like what is your stance on it who was in the right for ta and jose ramirez I uh I don't think anybody was because you know fights like that they don't you know that doesn't that shouldn't be in the game that shouldn't be part of the game and you know it's it's not baseball but in my opinion and uh I know we were talking about this earlier Mike and I know we disagree about this that's why we're bringing the- <laughs> let everybody else decide they can have those sides too and uh I just I just feel like Jose Ramirez was a little was the instigator in this and just decided to you know say all right if nobody else is going to do do anything i am and then you know kind of you know got up put a finger in tim's face and you know you know you know was acting you know very aggressive and then i i just believe tim was like all right you know you, you, yeah you don't want to go up you know i'm i'm not afraid to go and then you know you know it was fight night in cleveland so that that is my stance on it and i know you you don't you disagree with that and you have a different one which i respect enough you're just you're just bearing the lead <laughs> you're just bearing the lead um yes i very much disagree with you in that sense of jose ramirez being at fault i think ta is at fault here because i laid out the boy of the for the shoved off tag on Friday night which they viewed and they didn't overturn because you can go and look at it go look it up T- Tim Anderson very clearly shoved Adrós Jiménez off the second base bag to push his hand off to tag him and they didn't call it so already Cleveland is pissed off that well, they should be that was the league personally but well either uh, yeah that's what I mean like at the lead at the side for TA doing that and at the league like the tensions are already high number one and then you get to Saturday kind of the same play happened Jose Ramirez legs out a double Tim Anderson kind of pushes a good hard tag on him Jose Ramirez was done with that along the lines of, of, of as well as with 
Madison been chirping and talking a lot of crap this season. Players, Jose Ramirez just had enough and was like, and pointed at him as he stood up and was like, dude, you need to F off. And Tim Madison just responded with literally throwing down his glove and went straight hockey fight. And I feel like Tim Madison instigated it with everything that's going on because you can, he can point and say like, hey, whatever. And Tim Anderson could be like, yeah, we'll do something about it then. You know? Tim Anderson doesn't have to throw down his glove and start throwing the punches. Because he started it. From clear well, it wasn't, me, it wasn't like it wasn't like it wasn't, you know, I, I don't know. From from what I've seen, it was he got up and he got in his face, words were exchanged. Mm-hmm. And though it kind of looked like, you know, and then, you know, Jose kind of got in a very aggressive stance, and then Tim took, you know, threw his glove off, and then they just they started throwing. Well, it's kind of hard to not be in an aggressive stance once you're, like, that hot. No matter, like, I, it didn't look like... <laughs> from knowing Jose Ramirez in this league, he's one of the nicest and most hardworking players in the league. Doesn't ask, like, he could have easily gone to another team in free agency and signed $300 million plus anywhere. But he decided because he's that loyal and that good of a human being, he decided to sign a long-term deal with Cleveland for essentially because he's loyal and he wants to be there. That's the kind of decent human being he is. So in a sense, I, the in my mind, no way that Jose Mears was going to instigate anything of that nature unless he was provoked. And it seemed like he was, he was tired of T.A.'s cr- he pointed at him and told him to F off. And Tim Anderson responded with throwing his glove down and Scott in the stand. They, in the heat of the moment, was like, all right, dude, let's go. And defended himself from T.A. throwing the first punch. With, the, with leading to Jose doing the big knockout punch on T.A., knocked him on his ass. And since then, everybody's talking about this. And as well as today, we just got it today as we record this, the suspensions were given out. Madison and Jose Ramirez with TA getting six games suspension and Jose Ramirez getting three. Emmanuel Classe closer getting one for being in the altercation. And both managers, Terry Fraycona of Cleveland and Pedro Gafal of the White Sox getting one each. Um, as far as I'm aware, manager suspensions are not appealable. So both managers are out today. And I, I want to say there was another coach on Cleveland that got a one-game suspension, but I don't know who. I don't know the name of. But at least to me, in my eyes, Tim Anderson got a double the length of suspension from Jose. That clearly tells me that the league is in the sense of Tim Anderson was the instigator all this well which is okay. why he got a lengthier suspension it, yeah i think he I, threw I, the first punch I, I know i know why you might say that but you also have to take uh put in you know put into perspective that tim anderson uh is is more of a repeat offender than jose ramirez because as you say he's you know jose ramirez is kind of you know quiet and just you know nice and does his job so mm-hmm. you know that that can also lead to I believe that had more of an uh, impact on why Tim had more than J-Ram, just because, you know, Tim has had suspensions and, you know, things like this happened with him before. So I think I think that's more of a reason why you see that Tim got six and Jose got three. I I see your point, and I and I and I think that definitely had something to do with his sixth game. I don't think it's solely. But I think it's definitely a part of it. I think you're you're definitely right about that because TA has been suspended before. He's had multiple altercations with umpires of 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 like essentially hitting his in the face of a home plate umpire, essentially tapping the bill of his hat onto the umpire, which is a big no-no. Getting like right nose to nose in his face, and he was suspended, I believe, two or three games. And then there was another altercation at the end of last season where there was a kind of a, not a brawl like this, but like all both benches cleared and were out towards second base. I believe it was in Detroit. And TA shoved the second base umpire to get him out of the way, which again is like, dude, you don't do that. And he got suspended again. 
and there might be another one. I don't think there is, but off the top of my head, those are the two suspensions I could think. Oh, so you're right. He has had a track record before of getting suspended for kind of altercations to this. So I, I, I agree with you that it definitely could be. I don't know if it. I, I don't think we know for certain if it was or not. Yeah, we, we never know. But it definitely could be. But I like to think that, like, if it was, it maybe would have added on a game, so that would be four for TA if they both got three, and then the other two were for the instigator of this altercation between him and Jose Ramirez. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> we could, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is why me and Michael are friends. It's because we could talk about this stuff like for hours. And uh, and still not agree with each other. Yeah, we don't agree on a lot of things, honestly. <laughs> At least when it comes no. to kind of sports, like the, in sports, we have different viewpoints of a lot of things. Case in point, right? Like this, but I I now I'm always very like I I would change my opinion. Admit when I'm like, hey, new information comes out, and like I was wrong to think this, and I'll right. admit it, and I'll say, and I'll do that. With new information, with new information comes out, you are allowed to change your opinion about something. Like if somebody, like just as an example, a famous right. artist, great artist, love love this person, they do well for charity, they play great concerts, blah 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 blah, and then do a horrendous crime that nobody expects to do, and then you could change like. Wow, that guy's actually, you know, a horrible human being. I don't like him anymore. He's kind of a jag, you know, whatever the case may be. You can change right. your opinion about something if, if new information comes out. I think that's pretty fair to say. Because I feel like people sometimes get, you know, gun ho about, like, especially if those people of high, like, say, as an example, on record of saying, hey, X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And then they change the opinion to X. And people are like, oh, you said this, what, what? like, with new, with new information comes out, you can have a different opinion about something. So I like to think that at least I'm like that. And, and if new information comes out about Tim Anderson, that you know, I don't say like, you know what, I was wrong. But as far as I'm aware, from what I've heard from Jesse Rogers, from just the sports landscape of itself, uh, ESPN 1000 radio talking about this, and and talking with a whole bunch of different people today. There's a lot of players coming out now that are talking about Tim Anderson and how being and his Bush League type of play that's been going on. And it just came to a head this Saturday with him and Jose Ramirez. And so right now, I'm very much not a fan of Tim Anderson because, as I mentioned before, I have a absolute zero tolerance for Bush League. So until something changes... I am very much not a fan of Tim Anderson right now. I get. I. I would think that's fair. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's a fa- big fan of Tim. You know, just baseball-wise, since you know the last couple of years. So. Yeah. It's so all of that happened on Saturday. As we record this, it is um, Monday the 7th, August the 7th, as we record this. And let's add more lighter fluid to the fire of all of this. Very late last night, um, ESPN's Jesse Rogers, who covers covers the White Sox for ESPN, put out an article. And you go look it up right now. Just look up Jesse Rogers, and it's kind of the first thing that pops up. It's it's this article is kind of going viral, at least today in the sports world. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's kind of reading it. Or at least everyone is aware of it that this is what's um, during the trade deadline. The like the last trade that the White Sox made was to send reliever Keenan Middleton to the New York Yankees, and over the weekend. Jesse Rogers and another reporter from New York. I don't. I never caught the name of who it was, but there were two reporters: him, Jesse Rogers, and whoever else that other New York reporter was. Was able to talk with Keenan Middleton and talk about the White Sox. And Keenan Middleton, you know, was like, "I'll be on record and I'll say what I'll say everything that's totally on my mind." And they were like, "Okay." And they sat down, and he, oh my. 
he not hold back. He completely and utterly threw the White Sox org- as a whole organization under the bus. And that's not an exaggeration. And I have the article pulled up here and I will read off of it. But it's a lot of it, what he says, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, you, me, Christian and Kevin and Dean have all talked about theory-wise of like what's going wrong with the White Sox organization. And now you have Keenan Middleton going on record stating a lot of what we have talked about. So going into this article from Jesse Rogers on ESPN, again, if you want to go read the full thing, go look it up. I'm going to read the quotes from Keenan Middleton. And I'll start here. And and I quote, We come in with no rules. I do not know how you police the culture if there are no rules or guidelines. Because everyone is doing their own thing. Like, how do you say anything about it because there are no rules? You have rookies sleeping in the bullpen during the game. You have guys missing meetings. You have guys missing PF pitcher uh, fielding practices. And there are no consequences of any stuff. Um, He then goes on to say, The second I found out I was traded, I shaved my face. I was ready to play by their rules because all I want to do is win games. You know how to act here. You know and know there are consequences if you are late. When I got to spring training, I heard a lot of the same stuff was happening last year. It's happening again this year, so not sure how I could change it. They don't tell you not to miss PFPs. They don't tell you not to miss meetings. And if it happens, it's just okay. I wouldn't say anything bad about the staff. We went about our work the right way. I think the rest of the team struggled to do the right thing. If you're trying to culture, you need your big dogs. The guys who played in the WBC were all big dogs. And those are the guys I feel like can police the things that are happening. There was no gelling of the team. We're supposed to find our identity in spring training so we can roll out for the season. If you don't find your identity, you're scuffing from day one. You'll hear hear about it before you come here, Middleton said. Did I want to shave my beard off? Hell no. I had to. I wanted to be a part of the Yankees. There was no question. End quote. Okay, so... (laughs) <laughs> hearing all of that <laughs> go off all that what is your take on everything Keenan Middleton just said because a lot of it what he said was a lot of what you and I again you and I Dean and Kev have all talked about what's wrong with this team with this organization <sighs> okay Strap in, folks, because it's about to get fun. I'm going to name some names for you. Uh, Jerry Reinsdorf. Rick Hahn. Kenny Williams. Those three guys need to be punted into the sun as quickly as possible. They are quite possibly and without a doubt the worst front office owner group in sports I'm gonna say that I've been saying this for a long time now Jerry Reinsdorf if he didn't absolutely look into the greatest basketball player to ever play and light have lightning strike, you know, you know, you strike gold in 2005 with that team, and they go on to win the World Series, and then you immediately, you know, tear it down and trade away people, and you know, and then now we're back, you know, we're in this situation. If those two things didn't happen, he would most definitely, he is, but. He would be even more, you know, worse than he than he is just because, you know, he happened to draft Michael Jordan 
third overall. And, you know, the rest of that was history. So, Jerry Reinsdorf, you need to sell the team immediately because this is unacceptable. You have let all of your fans down. Uh, You know, and personally, I could care less what happens to you. You know, screw you. You have absolutely just dug this team into the ground. Straight into the ground. Into the core of the earth, deep into the ground. You are a scumbag, you are a liar, and you need to get out of this city because mm, if I... mm, 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 uh, This is just getting me more angry talking about it. Do it. Use use your anger. Go. (laughs) Man, if I saw you in public, I don't know what I would do. Two, Kenny Williams. I don't know what the bleep you do. Why are you still here? Go away. You add nothing. Literally nothing. You are a net negative in everything you do. What you say is stupid, and what you do is stupid. To the sun. Rick Hahn, we praised you. We defended you. We... We... Mm, I mean, we would fight tooth and nail and how great of a job that you did with this rebuild and now look where we are we're rebuilding for a third time since 2005 and he's and the funny part is I mean he should step down if he has any sort of self-respect and dignity he needs to step down after this season because you are awful you are you are just plain and simple bad at your job you lost the Chris Sale trade I don't know how you did this one you lost the Adam Eaton trade and you might as well have lost the Quintana trade you we fought for you harder than anybody else we said you know tony was the problem you know it wasn't rick's hire so you know you know it's not rick is trying you know jerry is just holding him back you know to you know get the right manager in here and put the right pieces into this oh and jerry don't let me forget you're a cheap son of a nutcracker And, uh, you know, I'm glad that the seats are going to be empty because I hope you don't make another cent from us with the product that you put out on that field because it is disgusting. It is unbearable. It is a, it is a disgrace to Major League Baseball what you, have, what you put out there, what you have put out there for over almost 100 freaking games this year. What are we talking about? We are talking about clubhouse uh, issues, no culture, no accountability. Oh, well, but oh, Kenny Williams, so there's like accountability is not a problem. <laughs> you freaking clown. You need to publicly, first of all, uh, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf, you know, of course, you know, had no comment on all of this stuff that has come out over the last 48 hours. Predictable because you're a scumbag and you're a lowlife who is just preying off of diehard White Sox fans that love this team to death. Screw you. And that concludes my rant. <laughs> I was gonna see if there's anything else. Yeah, I think that that, that was booning up for a while. I uh, would probably say for you. Am I right? Oh, I feel so much better. Oh, because you 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 alluded to it, mentioned but you did allude to with everything that came out with Keenan Middleton that he had said that came from this article from Jesse Rogers. Jesse Rogers and multiple 
reporters reached out to the White Sox organization for a comment on Keating Middleton. And they responded with no comment. Shocker in and of itself. But Rick Hahn did have a rebuttal. The the staff before the game, as it's currently happening right now with the White Sox at home against the Yankees. Rick Hahn, the general manager, did meet with the media and he did have a response to Keenan Middleton. And I have it pulled up here in the article of Han addressing Middleton's comments, uh, which were reported uh, collaboratively for ESPN by multiple sources. And and I quote from Rick Han, quite fr- frankly, it's a little bit ironic that Keenan's the one saying this because my last conversation with him face-to-face was a week ago in this clubhouse where, we, where he sought me out to apologize for his unprofessional behavior. Unprofessional behavior to Pedro Grafal, the manager, had called him out on and had an individual meeting with him about, and Keenan wanted to apologize for him. At the time, I figured that was one of and not something, that was a one-off, excuse me, and not something that anyone needed to get into a greater detail of. And he shared there was a trade deadline coming up that if we moved him, he would be very interested in return to us as a free agent. As for the content of the report, unfortunately, I mentioned to you a few weeks ago that there's be some placing intrigue around here. And you had to be careful about sourcing and what kind of information was out there and who was saying what and not getting both sides. Um, No one in this organization for the last several weeks has run from the fact that we've had cultural issues and leadership in the room. We're going to continue to strive to get better in that area. But one thing we're not going to do is stand by idly while false reports are put out about the character of the men that remain in the room end quote so Rick Hahn just completely and utterly denied everything that Keeney Middleton said which is not surprising but at the same time <laughs> it's like come on dude let's like let's be real here like the, the level of I mean, he, he, I mean, he has no credibility. Nobody believes him. No, yeah, Nobody's he has no, he has no credibility. Nobody is and should believe anything that Rick Hahn has to say. Because at this point, say you have to think the opposite. Because every single time he does say something, it is the opposite. Yeah, and it's just like you could say that. These reports are false, and you need to check both sides. And you're the second side, Keenan. You're the second side. You're the you're the both on both sides. Um, and I also want to point out that uh, AJ Krasinski has a podcast he does, and they had Lance Lynn on, and and AJ asked, you know, asked uh, Lance that had he seen the Keenan Middleton, and you know. You know, what are your thoughts on that? And without directly saying, you know, he's like, do, do you, is any of that true? And he's, um, Lance Lynn said, well, I can tell you what's not true. And he didn't say a word. So. Yeah, this, it, this it's not looking good. This organization, I, like, I don't think I've ever seen it at a multiple point. Fire. Like, like. It's at its lowest point that I could ever recall in my entire life. And you can, like, if you say, like, oh, what, well, what about the rebuild that they had in 2016 and going into 2017 where they literally had no players? Yeah, but that there was, was for a pur- there was a, There was a purpose. There was a point to that. Right. They're at the point now in time where they were supposed to be World Series favorites yes, multiple times in the, in the championship series to try to be getting to the World Series. They've won one playoff game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've won one playoff game. One. One. And they've been to it technically twice. Season. 
Right. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Con, you can talk about like these 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 reports are false and our, our culture is not as bad as what everyone says. Dude, wake wake up. Like I understand that you like you can't that out in public to the media. Like you, that's just not good PR in business. Like I get it. But at the same time it's like you you can't BS a Chicago sports fan. You can't. Especially White Sox fans. It, we do like, not, not we do it, not take any BS no, from it, anybody. It's not just White Sox fans. You talk Cubs, Bears, Bulls, Hawks. You can't BS a, a Chicago sports fan. You can't. No. You can do that in other places like say world market wise that like you know, New York so much they can do. No. No, you can't BS a New York fan either. No, not at all. <laughs> But You can't BS a Chicago fan because, as you have mentioned, it, we are die sports fans, and I'm not. I'm not trying to, you know, discredit any other sports fan bases across the. Country, but there are differences. Like if you think of passionate and loud and rowdy and diehard, like do or like you know, fan do or bases die as a whole. Know, You think of Philadelphia. You think of New York. You think of Chicago. You think of Boston. Like you think of those, like those types of cities. Mm -hmm. You can't BS us. You can't. You simply can't no. because you could say that everything's fine and dandy, and we just need to be better and get healthy and play better. But like, it's clearly we can read between the lines. There's, yeah, it's we, clear we, can see, we can see past all the BS. There's a reason, like, me and Dean talked about this last week. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go listen to it. But me and Dean talked about this, of it's not, it, it, it's not just a funny joke anymore that, oh, White, White Sox players, God, Jesus. <laughs> players come here to the White Sox, whether by free, free agency or trade, They come here and they suck. They play terribly. They can't play whatever, whatever the case may be. They go anywhere else, whether the free agency or get traded away. They play fantastic. It's not just a joke anymore. It's real. It's a real thing because it's now showing up. And it's not subtle. The coaching staff cannot control this team. The players here don't abide by the authority of the coaching staff in return you have bullpen arms sleeping in the dugout you have guys rolling their eyes when being told to pinch hit you have guys missing mandatory meetings and practices christian if we were like this is high school but like we missed practice mandatory practice what would happen uh, you'd be off the team you're off the team you get cut I don't care if you're making millions of dollars playing baseball. You don't miss mandatory practice. And if you do, you don't care. You don't deserve to be there. Get benched or get cut. I don't care who you are. And that's the, that's the reputation and the culture you have to set. And they're not doing that, obviously. Mm -hmm. They don't obviously want to play at least hard enough for Pedro and the coaching staff. And the front office. They don't want to play for it. Tim Madison is having off the field issues. And now all of this has been going on. And it's like. The, <laughs> this is not working. This has utterly. Embarrassingly and humiliatedly. Failed. In every sort of sense in the way. From the upper management. From the owner. To the players. To the culture. To the fans. Everything has failed miserably. And there's only a few people to blame solely. Rick Hahn, Kenny Williams, and most importantly, Jerry Reinstorf. And unfortunately, nothing will change until Jerry and the or and or the reins are changed. As in Rick, Kenny, and Jerry. Nothing mm -hmm. will change until those three are gone. 
because yeah, the second been saying that for a while now <laughs> because like it's like I, we have but we like we have to keep iterating because that is the reality mm-hmm. until those three all gone nothing will change on this team and the longer these three stay here the more in the ground that it can be i don't know how much more in the ground it could get but i'm yeah. willing to, i'm willing to bet that it probably could and I don't want to see that, but I'm willing to bet that it probably could. And that's really sad. Honestly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Go nuts, just, Chris. So, uh, uh, this, so on, uh, on Twitter or X. Just call it Twitter. It's easier. Yeah. Twitter. It, it, it's like, it's like the, the Sears tower is not the Sears tower anymore, but everybody still calls it the Sears tower. So, uh, this guy put out a poll and uh, Josh Nelson's uh, at Sox Machine Josh on Twitter. Time to run this back. Chicago White Sox fans, as of August 7th, 2023, do you approve of the job White Sox GM Rick Hahn is doing? Uh, with 2,488 be- votes. I was going to say, like, before you say the percentages, how many votes? Because that's also important. 2,000, almost 2,500 votes. Rick Hahn has a 97% disapproval rating. Hmm. Yeah, I, w- I, would, I would agree to that. <laughs> and personally, I'd like to know the 3% uh, and why they would. But that that's for another, you know, I'll never find that out. But yes, as of right now, 2,500 people with 22 hours to, to go on the poll, 97% of the people uh, say no. And I and I, I was one of them, so. You also now have, like we mentioned it at the top of this episode, is that the White Sox, with everything that, that has happened over the weekend of Tim Anderson versus Jose Ramirez and the Keenan Middleton article that was published out for Jesse Rogers, now today on Monday, the White Sox legitimately overnight have become a national embarrassment everybody's talking about them everybody's kind of throwing shade and talking bad about them because of their culture and because of everything that has happened over the weekend with ta and now the keenan middleton comments from the article of jesse rogers and like I'm, I mean, like everyone's talking about it. There, I, I was sending you guys some screenshots earlier from what I found on social media today. The, the Lake County Captains, a high A affiliate of the Cleveland Guardians, are having a Jose Ramirez Appreciation Week. All fans named Tim will get a free ticket to sit down on the grass. <laughs> hmm. There was also. A report that came out now this could be something we could talk about more of if this is true or not there was an art not an article but there was something that was posted claiming that Yasmari Grandal was not in the lineup the day before the all-star break he wanted to just leave early made it very clear now I'm paraphrasing here that he was just tired he needed a break he wanted to leave early Tim Anderson said F him. If he doesn't want to be here, I'll pay for his flight. Grandal then walked up to TA in the bath in the, the, the what's it called the ice ice top the ice bath. Walked up to him in the ice bath and slapped him across his face. Reportedly, that's what happened. But there are other reports from Yasmani Grandal in quote saying definitely not. It's crazy to what extent people can go to just put something out there. So Grandal's denying that of something of that caliber happening. But at the same time, would he agree to, oh yeah, I did that. In the middle of the season, would he still on the same team with him? How bad would that look? You know, he could be covering it. But But again, we don't know for certain. There was another report that you sent us from Daniel Greenberg, according to Jesse Rogers of ESPN on ESPN 1000. White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson is disconnected from the team and actually moved his locker to the corner uh, to start the season. 
So he's disconnecting himself even more from the team to Madison is. What are we doing here? What are, like what can we do to uh, fix this? I mean, you just you just got to get rid of everybody. I don't. It's just simple as getting rid of. If you're saying getting get rid of everybody, it's not the players because again, there is too much talent on this team for this team to be this bad. There is no denying that. If everybody was playing to the capability, we would be winning 90, 95 games. Easy. With the talent on this team. I think it's it, like if you're saying get rid of everybody, I'm talking about Rick, Kenny, and Jerry. Mm-hmm. That's everybody. When you say everybody, those yeah. three need to go now. But the reality is, neither of them are going to want to, like you said, Rick Hunt should resign earlier. He's not mm-hmm. going to because nobody's going to hire him because of everything that's happened. The failed multiple rebuilds, the trades now, the dumpster fire that's now on the current field and in this moment in time. Nobody's going to want to hire him. I wouldn't want to hire him if I was an owner of a team. I'm like, no. Why would I? He built an organization and failed three rebuilds? Hell no, I'm not signing uh, signing him to be my general manager. Absolutely not. It's mm-hmm. same with Kenny Williams. Kenny Williams would not get a job anywhere else. People like to think that Kenny Williams was the one that put together the old... Whoever the, the GM was before... I forget his name. But whoever the GM was before G, uh, Kenny Williams came in in 2004, he put together that team. Kenny Williams kind of just put, you know, the cherry on top of the whole entire Sunday that was made. He's like, look what I did. I finished it off. I made it. I made the thing. No, you didn't. You just put the cherry on top. You didn't do the hard work. Mm-hmm. And like there was also <laughs> there was also this that was talked about over the trade deadline is you know the general manager of the Miami Marlins, Kim Ng, right? Yeah. The first female general manager in Major League Baseball history, which again is an awesome nod. Congratulations to her. She was hired a few years ago, but that's just awesome. And I wish there was more women in higher positions in baseball. But um, she went on record. She was on a podcast or at least on an interview of some sorts. She talked about how talking about the trade from for Jake Berger to go to Miami for Jake Eater to come back to the White Sox. Mm-hmm. She she said that, oh, yeah, like, you know, because she was she was once in the White Sox organization. She got her son here. And they moved on to this place and that place and eventually ended up as the Miami Marlins general manager. But she has, you know, connections and friendships with the White Sox organization. She goes on to say, and again, I'm paraphrasing, I don't know the exact quote up, but she goes on to say, they're like, oh, yeah. Williams called me and we discussed the trade for Jake Berger and Jake Eater. And, you know, it was, you know, it was a nice conversation. We, you know, kind of had a good laugh about old times and stuff like that. But we got down to business and Kenny and I worked out that deal and we're happy with Jake Berger being here. And I'm like, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Kenny Williams called you and he made that trade? Then why is Rick Hahn in his position? Why is Rick Hahn not making the trades? He is the general manager of the team he's supposed to do that that's his little job to do stuff like that yes Kenny Williams you are the president of baseball operations but you oversee everything that happens you don't do that mm-hmm. so now it's like who are you Kenny Williams what are, like are you the president of baseball operations that is overseeing everything that happens or are you the general manager or are you still trying to be the general manager and make the decisions because you can't have both. Yeah. Because as far as on paper, Rick Hahn is the general manager. You are the president of baseball operations. You don't do that. That is not your job. And yet he did it anyway. What does that say about the front office? It's just, there's, it's just, you know, the Wild West. And, you know, anybody can do anything that they want. There, there's, there's no structure. No, there's not. 
And when was the last time you, you heard Jerry Reinsdorf speak publicly? In a very long time. Like, Probably since Jordan was here. <laughs> no, it was, uh, no, I heard, we heard him speak at the Burley game. I think that's the last time I remember him actually speaking to the, people. The Burley game was in 2017. Yep. <laughs> Do you remember, because you and I went to that game. Yes. Do you remember that when Kenny Williams came out, when they came out, he was, you know, walked up to the booth to, you know, where the microphone was to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the second he stood up and started walking towards the podium, everybody boo, like booed him out of the stadium. It was loud and deafening. And he's up there, he's smiling and he's looking around. He has his hands up and he goes, why? Why? Like, what, what do you mean, why? Take a wild guess at why people are booing you, Kenny. If you don't know why, then you're delusional. And you again, you don't know how to do your job. And you don't deserve to be there. Blah, 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 blah. That we've reiterated hundreds of times. We don't need to say it again. You don't yeah. know why you're being booed out of the building? You should probably figure it out. Oh, again, this was, um, this was a doozy. Um, yeah. As I'm currently watching this, the White Sox are actually winning. Two to nothing over the Yankees somehow. Yeah, Andrew with Garrett. Who run uh, home run? Yeah, I completely missed that. But look at hand. Look Good who's careless. up. To, look who's up to bat. Tim Anderson. Let's see what happens here. Strike but, out or a ground out. Well, let's. But <laughs> do you have any final thoughts or concerns or comments of any kind, Christian, that you want to talk about? No, not really. I'm I'm pretty satisfied. And uh, thank you, Jerry. For everything. And I mean that with no sarcasm. At all. If you can tell. If you even know how to, you know, speak to real people. Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. He, 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 no, dude. He, what he, got, he got hit. He got hit? Uh-oh. He got hit, he got hit in the hand. Oh. oh the hand, no. so that's, you know, that, that, that was an obvious mistake. That's, a, that's his glove hand. Um, oh, no, it was more his elbow. Kind of like his forearm. I got him. That, that's a good stinger right there. Yeah, that didn't look intentional, but like he definitely got hit. That that hurt. But, yeah, so that, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um. God. Jerry. Dude, you're 87. Just sell the team, please. Please. You're 87. Spend your last... 13 some odd years on the beaches of Hawaii or Costa Rica or wherever the hell you want to go and just live out there just stop like yeah you you either die a hero or you live long enough to, to see just, yourself, to become, see the yourself become the villain and he, he is, is become the, villain. the villain he is the villain he could have he could have let the team go in like 2007 2008 2009 and essentially end on top at least with some good some sort of good reputation and now it's come all the way here and this is where we are you are your organization is a national embarrassment you are a national embarrassment you don't have the balls to stand in front of the media and say this is unacceptable or there's going to be changes nothing you're just sitting away no cowardly comment. in your office. No comment. No comment. No comment. Hey, did you know that we won in 05? And Paul Canerco gave me the ball. That's great. Who gives a shit? Like, just, I'm, <laughs> I, I keep saying, I love this team. I'll never stop loving this team. I'm going to watch as much as I can when I have time. But I'm, me- I'm, 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 I'm mentally checked out. Yeah. I mentally checked out. I think that's fair to say. I'm mentally checked out. I don't really care at this point, but I'm still going to watch because I love watching baseball. But I'm I'm mentally checked out at this point. The season's a loss. The, nothing's going to happen. They're not going to go on a 30-game winning streak and miraculously turn this around. It's not going to happen. The season's done. <sighs> what on earth is going to happen in this offseason? I have no idea. And that's the scary part. But here's the even more scarier point. I don't think a lot's going to happen. (laughs) 
I think yeah. they're going to try um, to sign a few, a few C-list type of starting pitchers to fill in those spots, and I think they'll call it a day there. And I think that's the scary part. I don't think Rick's going anywhere. I don't think Kenny's going anywhere. I think Pedro's going to stay for another year. I think I think nobody's going to move at all, at least front office organization-wise. And I know I made that prediction a few weeks ago about I think Rick and Kenny are going to be told that they're going to be done at the end of the year and Jerry's going to sell. And again, this goes back to the point of... of um, new information can change your opinion and I think at this point with everything that's happened and everything that's been said I don't think anybody's going anywhere with the way that Jerry operates I think unfortunately nobody's going anywhere because there's no accountability there is no accountability nobody's held accountable like literally it's dumb dumber and dumbest you don't want to go to practice whatever you don't feel you feel like going to sleep during the game yeah whatever we're losing anyway like that's unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, Christian, if you or I were freaking literally coaches, they're like, no, 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 no. You're hustling. You're coming to practice, and if you don't come to practice, without you know, obviously as a little kid, without an, a good excuse, you're not playing. Sucks to suck. They're like it's <laughs> like, like seriously. Maybe it's a little harsh saying that for little league, but like, if we were high school, high school coaches. No tolerance for coming to practice. Yeah. And if you don't, and we find out that you just don't, you don't have an excuse, you'll cut. Simple as that. There's zero tolerance. Yeah. You're falling asleep during the game. You're benched for a week. Sucks to suck. You don't do that. Bush league, zero tolerance. Like a lot, everything that's happening on this team, literally any other high school, college, any sort of coach of any sort of of accountability? No, besides we're not, South. We're not <laughs> we won't we're not gonna get into that. Yeah. We'll not tolerate that. So this team is just an absolute nosedive right now into mediocrity and embarrassment. And this is where we are in this current moment. I don't think there's yeah. really much else to say. They have overnight a national embarrassment. Tim Anderson got knocked the F out, and that is where we are in this current moment in time. Yeah, and I like and nobody's gonna like actually remember like and like know the fact that we actually won that series because nobody's gonna talk about the baseball. It, it's just it it's the Tim Anderson Jose Ramirez fight and then the the you know the fallout of the you know the White Sox so dude that is gonna hang with Tim Anderson for the rest of his life yep like when you when you think uh when when I say the name Robin Ventura what's the very first thing that comes to mind he he, he fought Nolan Ryan he did fight but what happened he got his butt kicked he got his ass whooped <laughs> everybody when you you don't think like I at least uh like because we didn't watch Robin Ventura play no, well, at least we were way too young before we could even have conscious memories of watching him play. And the and the only thing I know him from because he had he had a fairly good career, at least for his his ability wise. But nobody knows anything about his his career. And he charged Nolan Ryan, and Nolan Ryan put him in a headlock, and he got five good punches straight to the dome on him and got his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And now this is gonna hold over Tim Anderson's career for the rest of his career if not life do you realize he's gonna, that he's gonna, gonna, he, go ahead yeah go ahead in the span of, of like a year and a half Tim Anderson went from hitting the walk uh, walk off home run in the field of dreams game peak to to fighting Jose Ramirez and getting you know and getting knocked, his butt kicked yeah knocked, knocked on his ass like I'm not even exaggerating go go look it up Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez, like you'll find it. It comes up quick. Tim, Tim Madison, it looks like he got knocked out, standing up, fell on his ass, and that's going to be what's going to be remembered for him for the rest of his career. Unfortunately, whether it was his fault or not, that's going to be remembered. Yep. Unfortunately, and right now, 
he has absolute no credibility or relevancy of any a good relevancy of any kind. And again, yeah, nobody on this team really does except for Luis Robert who's, you know, just doing his thing. And even then in the beginning of the season, he didn't hustle out a routine play that he could have easily beat to first base and he got benched for it. Yeah, but I mean, but you know, I, he's I, 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 think, I think he's the only one that's really like after that happened, I mean, he's he's been I mean, and and by a long shot the best player on this team besides Jake Berger who's not here anymore. Right. Again, this is where we currently are in time with this Chicago White Sox organization. Yeah. It's it's sad, it's depressing, it's disappointing, it's pathetic, it's an embarrassment. You know, uh, you, you know the, the old saying is just like, uh, you know, you know when you hear it's it's almost it's it you know. You know, when a parent says, yeah, you're mad at you, it's like, okay, but you know, you know what's worse than them saying that, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know what's worse? It's just like when you get the, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Oh, that, that's even worse. That, that like, it, it, it crushes your soul. And uh, that's, that's where I'm at right now. I'm not mad. None of this is surprising. It's, it's not surprising. It, I'm, I, it's just... I'm just extremely disappointed. And uh, one last thing that I want to uh, say about, uh, I want to make a comment to Jerry Ronsdorf, which I know he's not going to hear it because he probably doesn't, you know, he probably doesn't know what's actually happening outside of this little bubble. Uh, there's a there's a show called Ted Lasso. I, I don't know if you've heard of it, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I've heard or, of it. Or seen any of it. Uh, I haven't seen any of it, but I know one. Great show, by the way. If... I would recommend watching it because it is a very good, it's a very good show. It, you know, it, it's not just about soccer. It's about life and about, you know, choices and, you know, making, you know, getting better and you know, all that stuff, inspirational stuff. But there was a quote uh, in the uh, third season that the owner of a fictional uh, uh, football club, uh, AFC Richmond, uh said just because we own these teams doesn't mean they belong to us mm. hey jerry put that on your wall so you can see it every day yeah <laughs> please oh my god <laughs> thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the two bums and a mike sports podcast Again, you can listen to us on Spotify, Spotify for podcasters, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere that you get your podcasts. You can follow us on our socials on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Two Bums and a Mike. I have been Michael. I have been Christian. Unfortunately, we are Sox fans. We will see you next time.